0: that's the hard part about this game you don't have a coach out there who's seen what you're doing wrong
1: just go out there and be a fucking athlete
0: oh i was totally spiraling and like so much negative self-talk it's not about the round it's about the shot
2: the magic of the train how does it feel to be on board you <laughs> feel
3: good, <It>
0: good.
3: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back aboard the par train brett the editor of the par train podcast along with you for another monthly recap if your golf game's off the rails or you're sick of riding the struggle bus, you've come to the right place. The PAR train helps frustrated golfers enjoy the ride again because if you can learn to smile through bad golf, you can smile through anything. The PAR train, as always, brought to you by Roback Activewear. You can visit Roback.com and get everything you need for your holiday festivities. Great colors for the holidays, great patterns for the holidays as well that you can take advantage of at Roback.com. Just to name a couple, the Mele Kalikimaka, which I bought my three-year-old last Christmas, I guess he would have been two at that point, but we're talking surfing Santa Claus with the palm trees and all that. If you want to celebrate the holidays with uh, a little feel of a warmer spot, you got that available for you. The family truckster, another polo, the pace performance crew, the Q-Zips and the vest, they got it all plenty of options for the guy or the gal in your life my latest purchase was called the heart of it all which has a white base and little tiny blue ohios all over it had to get it because it has the ohio flag on the back of it and that was the first item i've seen with the ohio flag so i had to get it the other one i have is the high street which is the red base with little tiny gray ohios all over it that's a q zip love them both wear them a bunch and you can find them all at roback.com and when you check out enter the code train and get 15 percent off So with the monthly recap, we are looking back to November. And back on November 5th, episode number 276 dropped. And for the first time ever, Evan featured his wife on the show, Tara Singer. The episode was called When the Worst Round of Your Life Happens at Golf Mecca. This was another part of the Scotland trip recap that Evan and Tara went on a couple of months ago. And they do a little unpacking on one particular round, and in this particular case, unfortunately, it was the worst round of her life, as it says in the description for episode 276. So it's Tara, Evan, and Matt on this particular episode, and they do a fantastic job of really painting the picture of what it was like that day. So we'll get into it from episode 276 with Mrs. Partrain, Tara Singer.
2: Now the thing that most people will be able to relate to, not everybody can relate to the health issue that you've been going through and not being able to walk but what everybody can relate to is something feels a little off you haven't played in a while you're fighting an injury and you're afraid to swing how you normally do yeah which is probably why you were missing it in ways you never have before because you were afraid to finish through your right ankle to your left side you were kind of protecting it yeah and that alone can be challenging not a, not to mention seeing misses you've never seen before.
4: Agreed. It was physically and mentally. I was in my head about my swing because I feel like a lot of my totally. I feel like a lot of my power comes from my rotation, and since I wasn't totally. feeling like I could fully rotate through, I just think that I, that's what was causing the ball. Like my club face wasn't closing, and so it'd go flying to the right, and then vice versa. I would like try and rotate more than normal, and it was just she
2: historically hits a draw sir. so seeing her hit wish weak, I could do that dead no. rights you know is unusual for her so let's talk about what's going on in your head because like you said at the beginning you've never really had and by the way I think this is funny because she's seen me struggle on the golf course and feel really down and frustrated and I bet you you never really fully understood it
4: I would agree I I would actually have a, this isn't you by any means, but other people I've golfed with historically, like I have a, like, I'm very uncomfortable when people get like very upset on the golf course because- no, you're not like, the only one. Yeah. yeah. I guess like Most feel like I can't are. relate because I'm like, it's just a game. Like, right. but, but now I like totally get it more because I really just like, I was really aware of my thought patterns and how negative they were out there. I was being like so much self-judgment about like one, not being able to walk, but two, like- hitting the ball all over the place and just to like playing in front of strangers and like such an important place. And I just was like, oh, I was totally spiraling into like so much negative self-talk.
0: I think what I really find interesting about this uh, is so uh, Tara, you look at your, all the rounds prior to this, right? Feeling good, looking forward to the round, no issues with carts or people, and you don't have any expectations. Right. Typically, when people uh, are in that position where they feel good, they like the course, they have all the expectations. I am primed and ready to go. And then a lot of times, oh, I'm hurt. Oh, this is just not my day. I'm just gonna, just whatever. You know, it just I'm de- I'm kind of just destined to play poor. And sometimes expectations just go down. You kind of had a real reverse here. Maybe talk through that a little bit. That and and maybe as you kind of look back at it. Huh. like it was maybe some of the learnings a little bit and maybe it's Are just kind of looking to you because
2: of the proving herself that she belongs because of all the cart stuff. And
4: no, I think what, what I'm picking up. So I'm saying is that you would think that given I had an injury and all these things going on, I would have had more self-compassion for myself. Like, right.
0: maybe I I'm think I'm just going to play bad because to play well, I can't make anyway. the swings physically, but whatever, yeah. but it was actually the opposite. You really, and, mm. I, and I I get it, but just interested to hear you reflect on, you know, this is yeah. the moment where you got really down on yourself as a player, which you don't ever do. Yeah. Um, this is
2: the magic of the train. How does it feel to be on board? <laughs> you feel good? It
4: feels good. It's like therapy <laughs> session. <I don't> <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. Amateur therapist here, <laughs> but that's interesting, right?
4: Yeah. No, I really Because I hadn't when people
0: are one. like, Oh, like I was playing with somebody, like playing with somebody last week and, wasn't playing good in the first six holes and he said, back's been bothering him. He had a back injuries. It's just like, this is what it is Got the back injury. I'm not supposed to play good today. You know, that's where you're kind of like, man, I really, maybe it was because you had that great first hole. Like I could do this, but really this, just the odds were stacked against you physically. um, And then situationally, you know, unfairly, maybe a little bit too. You know what I wonder, but it got you most down. Yeah. I, I,
2: I'd get curious taking this a step further. I wonder if your expectations or your desire to hit better shots was driven by not wanting to have to walk long distances, not wanting to have to continually go back and forth to the cart. Like you're usually you don't care about missing it because that doesn't impact your ability to walk or get to the ball. Yeah. But knowing that the cart was going to be taken at hole 10 and you're like stressed about where you can drive it. And you're stressed if you're blowing your load, per se. Totally. um, With walking in the front nine before you even get to the back nine. It seemed like maybe the back nine was looming. You are already scared about being able to make it in. Mm -hmm. And by the way, not just make it in, but if I know this girl like I do, I bet you she cared more about not wanting to be an inconvenience or disruptor to me and the group at such an amazing place. Right. right? Totally. Like, do you think the expectations to hit a straight shot was driven by that?
4: Yeah. it was literally, I would like the, the back nine was looming over me from the first hole. Like I was so nervous yeah. about them taking that card away from me from the second we got there. And then agreed that when I was hitting it all over the place, my, the only thing I was thinking about is like, man, this is making me walk so much more than I even needed to. Um, and I think that that just, led to like that was what I was focused on. And so like I just kept doing it over and over again. Because we hadn't golfed a couple times before that. Um, once with your family and then once just the two of us, just like get me back in the swing of things before. Yeah, Stephen
2: Harns was the first round we played together, but we had a cart the whole time. And I think you played
0: pretty good.
4: Yeah, more decent for sure. I mean
0: you still had some misses
4: but, you wrote, you were, you was thing, thing, but it wasn't like anywhere like this.
0: The St. Andrews round was it cold and windy? It was windy. Okay. So, this is what I so want to talk about a, with you, Tara. I was going
4: to say this is an important piece, too. I'm
0: very actually interested to get your takeaways here because, you know, you grew up in California, known to have a lot of good weather when you play golf. And I'm jealous. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> but I'm sure you've played in wind, but this is different, right? Not only is it oh, wind, it's, a
4: whole different it's the course it layout.
0: Wind <laughs> impacted the ball. <laughs> you used <laughs> to believe that wind doesn't impact the That's ball. That's the most uh la thing i've ever heard
2: yeah because for context i used to tell her we got like 15 miles an hour of wind take an extra club and she'd hit it over the green and she'd be like i told you but to be fair she hits the ball really solid and she hits a little bit of a lower ball right so which probably didn't impact her as much as it impacted me
4: after scotland i I believe in wind for sure (laughs) but what what do you
0: Next time you go, you are you're you're be feeling better. Hopefully in the situation, will be set up better for you. But what did you learn about playing in the wind, in these conditions? And as a female golfer playing in Scotland, like you got to run the ball up. Like you've got to hit mm-hmm. it low. You've got to be putting off the green. Talk about maybe that because you, Evan's been over there. You haven't in terms of pl- yeah. really playing.
4: Yeah, it was definitely a huge learning curve for me because um, like point, even sir. in Scotland, like you had to take the wind into consideration in your putts. The wind is so crazy. I would hit my normal shot that I do in like California. If I'm like laying up, I'm using my 60 degree and just fly right sure. up onto the green, but it would literally fly like backwards. Um, And then I learned, okay, you can't use that club here. <laughs> um So yeah, Evan like coached me through a lot of that. Interestingly though, on the St. Andrews round, the wind was very overwhelming for me from like a sensory perspective. I it's, think because I was so- disorienting. I was so overwhelmed with everything going on with the cart and everything. And the wind was so loud. I remember yeah, like- couldn't someone, i everybody. couldn't hear everybody. Because I'm, I'm kind of like on my own oh, in this yeah. cart and everyone's on the green. And I'm like coming up to be with them, but they're talking and I can't even hear anything. So the wind definitely added like a disorienting is the perfect word. I felt like I was like in like a weird tornado the whole well, time too.
0: It's a, it's it's amazing because you were disoriented from the get go for all the reasons we've explained. Then you throw on these conditions. I remember playing in college. Like if I'm in a qualifying round, I'm playing against my teammates to try to get into a tournament to travel. If I had a bad day at class or a bad like something, and then you go in and play in these cold, windy conditions, it is just you're already disoriented, going into more disorientation, and it's it's a lo- it can be a lonely feeling because you're just feeling yes. beat down every mistakes magnified and you just can't seem to snap out of it. Right. And then, yeah.
2: Yeah. So that's a good it's point. A, it's opening. It's probably eye-opening. the only time <laughs> she's felt isolated yeah, because hurts. if you think about her experience with the game before, it didn't matter what she did. She hits one amazing drive. People are singing her praises. Right. And, and yeah, she, she's point. such a sweet, you know, good looking girl that like it, it we usually playing with like older men and they're like, loving the I chance did. to talk to her. And like, they're they're just happy that she's out there and that she plays. But isn't it interesting that for the first time in her life, she felt isolated out there and the impact and the identification with your bad shots because of what it meant to your health and and slowing others down and creating an issue for the group, even though it wasn't, but in your own head, it felt that way. Yeah. This is why I wanted to bring Tara on because it's like, it doesn't matter who you are, how long you've played, how good you are. No one is protected from it. This is the power of the stuff that goes on in our minds. Mm -hmm. And it's so powerful that she had probably the most stressful, non-enjoyable round at the place you would hope to have the greatest enjoyment and experience at and that what better way what better reminder that this dictates this of the experience right your mind dictates your experience
3: again that was from episode 276 when the worst round of your life happens at golf mecca with evan's wife tara singer Episode number 277 was our LFG episode for the month of November, and the theme was Suck Less, so if you want to take 11 minutes out of your day on the way to the driving range or the course, give that a listen. As for episode number 278, though, Ignite Your Off Season, we're recapping another round, and in this case, it's one of Surmac's last rounds of the season. I believe the very last round. This episode itself is themed how to play the last round of your season. The cold months here, man. At the end of the year, when... It's not as easy to find those days to get out to the golf course and and go play, depending, of course, where you are, where you're situated. I'm not sure if you've played your last round yet, and there might be one of those random 70-degree December days here in the Midwest where we actually do get to go out, but if you did play your last round of 2023, you may not have even realized it was your last round yet, but it's the perfect time to start thinking about, all right, what did I learn in 2023 on the course? that I can switch and adjust and make better for 2024. That and so much more is available in episode 278, Ignite Your Off-Season with Ev and Cerm. Let's get into it.
2: You acknowledge the reality of the day and maybe some challenges or shortcomings for you that day, which is it's cold, you're a little stiff. So what helps you when you get stiff? You have to work a little bit harder to make a big turn. Right, So your key to the day um, became adaptable. You adapted to have a key for the day, which is really smart and valuable for people because sometimes you go into the day, you have a key, things go sideways, you end up having 10 keys trying to find a key, the roll around. That doesn't work either. So the fact that you kind of listened without judgment and you're like, okay. That was a really stiff swing. You could have gone into panic mode really easily after that first hole because you're probably one of the best players on paper in that group, I would assume. Yeah. And you probably hit the worst drive in the first hole.
0: I did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So that could, you know, the ego doesn't love that. So you took the ego out of it. You had a key that was sensory driven, not positional. And you went with that the whole day. And then you also made an adjustment to tee it lower, not focus on, I mean, it's not going to go far anyways. It's 40 degrees and it's wet, right? No, no run. So just put it in play and let the strength of your game come through, which is around the greens, give yourself looks around the greens. And that's what you did. And you ended up again, this was I think kind of a key for you all year, sir. You're a, you're a little bulldog. You're a fighter.
0: I had some really good rounds in in tough weather.
2: Really tough weather,
0: and I think and they were worth talking about too. Like, yeah, I've had sixty nine, the seventy, this the seventy one. This is one over, but you know, I was just thinking about it, Ev because right, maybe the pressure of the last round. But you know what, Ev? The round means nothing. The shot at hand means everything. Mm. That's like where that. we all need to get to, and I think when. We play our, when we play good golf and have our good rounds and that's what, that's what's happening out there. The intention for the shot, the clear plan
2: that's and execute and,
0: and just, just executing. Well, some shots are going to be better than others, but a day like this round for me, I didn't have, I mean, I already had my doubts. I told you about them, right? <laughs> you know, I'm tight. I'm stiff. Didn't warm up but once I figured out the plan, I was as confident as ever. And well, that yes. plan's we- different than, you know, maybe an 80 degree and sunny day, but what could you learn? What's the t- What could you connect? Just take what the golf course gives you. Just take what your body gives you. And even on those 80, 80 degrees and sunny days with perfect greens and perfect conditions, maybe you need to be a little more aware of what your misses are doing. Right. Or, <laughs> As opposed to just thinking you can be the hero and this is supposed to be your day, so I do think there's something interesting there. What the Ooh, bad weather really days? What you can really learn from them and just take it to any golf day. Just manage your game. Like I love you said, part point. five, Zev. Okay, yeah. yeah, it's 80 and sunny, and I just hit a 300 yard drive. I'm and I'm 260, but that's still a really hard shot to hit a three with over bunkers, you know, with trees left. Right. So, guys, I really think you got to really pay attention to really get focused. But, yeah, it's not about the round, it's about the shot.
2: You know what's fascinating is the dichotomy that you just described. The, the alternative of what you recommended is what I did yesterday, mm. which is I just came back from Scotland, playing yep. in 40-mile-per-hour winds. Now there's a 10- or 5-mile-per-hour wind. I'm playing a Linksy course, one of the best courses in LA, rustic Canyon, which I haven't played in years. And I made a promise to myself coming back. I'm going to design my schedule in a way that Mondays are going to be my content creating day. And I'm going to create in the morning and then I'm going to go play golf and record some stuff in the afternoon. And I'm going to free up my schedule and I'm going to play on Mondays. I'm not going to need to worry about getting a tee time on Saturdays and Waiting till Thursday night for the cancellations, and smart. You know, waking up super early on a weekend.
0: I in LA. I mean, just yeah, weekend golf is tough.
2: I got on this course I haven't been able to get on for years. In a second, noon tea time. It's seventy degrees. Course I haven't played in years. Beautiful weather. Fun group that I get matched up with. There was a fight. Almost breaking out on eighteen. That's a story for later. I have videos. You video. see
0: those videos going around on Instagram. Then you're. Actually I know. I'm, I'm debating yeah. if I.
2: I'm debating if I share. It, it feels a little off brand. Maybe, for us, but
0: maybe another
2: time. <laughs> I am <laughs> to Hear
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyways, I literally remember because I also had an amazing rain session. I felt like I found something. It's good weather, and I hit a couple great drives starting off the round. And suddenly you get excited and you think this is my day. I'm finally going to put it all together. I'm finally going to put around together and looking back, I mean, man, it's the opposite of what you're describing. It's, it's sensationalizing everything. It's easy to take things personally. It's a ton of expectations and it's a lot of frustration when things don't go right. Instead of letting things emerge, knowing things are going to go wrong, adapting to what the course gives you adapting to what your body's giving you. And by the way, having one feel and plan and not five things that right. you're working on. Like, honestly, to me, that is the been the hardest thing for me over my entire golfing career, which is what 18 years I've been playing. No, 19 years. I've been playing this game. It is like, it is such the, we've talked about it so many times, but I want to reiterate it because towards the end of the year, I think it's important to really reflect on the things I've done wrong, things I've done right uh, between the two of us. And I'm talking to our passengers directly right here. It always feels like a yeah, but. Like I know you shouldn't take things from the range. The thing that worked last week, take it to the course this week. Bringing more than one thought to the course. I know it's not right, but I think it's really been difficult when you see right in front of you the difference of the type of shot I can hit. When I do that thing, versus when i forget to. And it's really easy i think to wrap your your whole being around this thing that i just if i can do it, i'll have a good shot. And that drives your whole round and you're playing golf swing and you're thinking about all these different things. I mean, if i can find a way to learn about what i do so that every time i play, i'm focused on the same thing and it's a singular thing, i truly believe I could get to a three or four handicap pretty quickly, but my biggest Achilles heel is I'm bringing new things to the course literally every round. I had like three or four takeaways in Scotland.
0: But who's got to be there to just shake you, like physically shake you and say Ev, because nobody's there to do that, right? That's the hard part about this game. You don't have a coach out there who's seen what you're doing wrong, right? What's it going to take for you, Av, to be like, I mean, let's just keep it really simple here. I got one thought today.
2: Well, honestly, you know what? Going into this whole idea of in the winter, right? I've never really had, there's a part of me as I would probably disagree with myself going into like week three of no playing. But I think there's actually kind of a cool thing about hanging them up because you could literally focus on mirror drills yeah. or things on the range, trying to groove a new thing for months and really dedicate to it. Whereas for me, that's challenging because whatever I'm working on, I go play within the next week. And I think it would be really helpful for me, for anyone that does this, like me. Well, I think I just need to commit with Rick and just be like, all right, what, what is the one thing? that I need to work on. Like I know that I bring it over the top. I know that my face is open and goes inside. And Brett told me this, by the way, when I saw him, he goes, all right, so what's the reality? You bring it inside with an open club face. That means every now and then you're gonna hit it left because it's gonna close down and that's gonna happen. And it's funny when he said that because when you're missing it right, and then you miss it left, sometimes you can sensationalize the left, as you know, as good as anyone, you hate it, hitting it left. Because yeah, it's, it's like, worst. oh, I can't do that, right? Now I'm not as confident that it's going to go left to right because I'm scared of the left. But with his point, it's like, okay, but with your current pattern, it's going to happen.
3: Again, that's episode 278 from November 12th. Ignite your offseason. How to play the last round of the season make some adjustments for 2024 whatever you need to do on November 12th also was episode 279 that was last month's recap where we look back to October so next up is episode 280 with Larry Blatt he's the guy that didn't golf for almost a decade and then turned pro I'm not kidding We'll get to that in a second. But I wanted to tell you more about uh, thepartrain.com. This website is amazing. It's where, of course, as you probably know, we're frustrated golfers learn to enjoy the ride again. You've heard Evan talking about it over the last couple of weeks, and if you haven't, I'm here to tell you again that the email newsletter gets you more than just a nugget or an insight it actually gets you early access to merch drops now i myself i'm not eligible because i work for them even though my dog ate my part train hat i'm not kidding my black enjoy the ride part train hat completely chewed up the size adjuster so while you get early access to merch drops by joining the email newsletter i have to beg for a new hat you got it way easier is what i'm telling you so when you go to thepartrain.com right there on the home page you'll be able to enter your email click hop aboard and you're in You'll, of course, get that inside and Nugget every single week. But as mentioned, the early access to merch is honestly your key to the kingdom. So we're talking new hats to wrap up 2023, and they go quick. But also a new piece are the PARTRAIN ball markers. They look like little tiny railroad tracks. Real metal. I've only ever seen rendered images of these ball markers, but just that got the excitement up. So once those drop, you'll be able to have first access to those if you get signed up for the newsletter so thepartrain.com into your email address click hop aboard and you're in business so so far we've been through episode 276 277 and 278 as mentioned 279 was last month's recap so episode 280 the transformational back against the wall mentality special guest on this episode was larry blatt one of the best on the golf team at the university of illinois and here's the short backstory gets burnout takes a different route into finance after college sticks with it for nearly a decade without touching a single golf club, gets back on the course after that time, plays really well, and then turned pro when he was 36. From November 19th, episode 280, the transformational back-against-the-wall mentality with Larry Black. So far, and I
2: don't know a ton about you, this is my first time meeting you, would you say the game came easy to you, and can you give context on when it was difficult? Because I think... That's going to be a key thing. Maybe we dig in on is how can I feel like my back's against the wall? How can I play aggressive? How can I be offensive? How can I compete when I'm feeling so tentative over the ball and I haven't seen great results and I don't really know where the ball's going? But ironically, Larry, getting to the mindset of let's fucking go a lot of times produces better results, but a lot of times it's really hard to get there from being fearful and tentative. So maybe talk about struggles you've had and how you make that switch.
1: Sure. Sure. So I think that's really a a mental toughness Mm -hmm. and it comes at the professional level. It really comes down to your deep belief in yourself. We're not like, To be be fair, my first two years now, just about two years as being a professional, have the results been anywhere near what my goals are? No, it's been kind of difficult. But I just have such a deep belief deep down that I'm going to do this. So that keeps me going. Um, As far as getting into that attitude to start, you almost I mean, this is what I talk about with my mental coach. You almost kind of have to trick yourself. Mm. And, And however you do that is fine. But it, you are kind of tricking yourself into, the, like, coming from behind, like, and you just got to get that little extra pump going on the first tee. I, th- I think you kind of just have to experiment with what works for you. For me, I literally just tell myself, and I just kind of came to this realization within the past month, two months, but it's more, I just tell myself, like, I got, I got to you know, I'm f- five shots behind the cut line or five, whatever, and I just, just. Mentally trick myself by that first tee to mm. um, get it going, and my play at Q School, which recent play was okay, um, and I think it's working. So yeah, it's this, it's this kind of re- a revelation Ferry? I've
0: had. Corn Fairy Tour
1: Q School, yeah. yeah, yeah. In September, this past September and October. So
2: yeah, what was what's been your lowest moment on the golf course? My lo- my lowest say?
1: moment whew, as a professional, just in general. In general, I remember my junior year at Illinois. I think I shot 87 in, at Big 10s. This, this is actually really good. I something like an 86, 87 at Big 10s, uh, just feeling terrible. Um, and then we go, Mike Small decides to still take me to, um, that was my junior year when I was still playing well, but that was terrible performance at Big 10s. Regionals, NCAA regionals at Ohio State's courses in like two weeks from there. And I was still down from Big Tens and Mike Small, and I still remember this. One of the best things he told me, he's like, Larry, just go out there and be a fucking athlete. Go be an athlete. Like, and that all comes down to visualizing imagery and just letting it happen. Um, But those words, be an athlete, like really embracing that. um, And I, I, so to finish the story, ended up finishing ninth, ninth place at regionals. We've got Ricky Fowler there. Billy Horschel, all those guys. So to go from shooting 86 then and then performing that well at NCAA regionals, I thought was really cool. And it's a simple little sentence from Mike Smalls, you know, go be an athlete. And that triggered me and got me going. Did
2: so, you beat any of those guys?
1: I, I'd have to look. I can't remember, to be honest. I, it was like Webb Simpson, a bunch of good, you know, all the guys on tour now. Top and 10 just, with yeah, major was,
0: winners and... It's Larry, just a good
1: example,
0: though. It, it's a great example. And I think what's so important, yeah. to, one of the things I take away from this, especially, and I think our listeners need to as well, is like, like you need that swagger, you need to LFG pumped up, but that's combined with being strategic. That's combined right. with being methodical. Because Ev, I know, you, you know you've know, you talked to us on the show. Sometimes we want to get pumped up and be aggressive and like, you lose all sight of your plan out there.
1: So right, right. it's,
0: it's this combination of swagger, your backs against the wall warrior mentality, but you are as methodical and as, and so in your routine and that's what, and that's what brings out the success.
1: Exactly. It's not like you're, you know, I'm not trying to say, I'm trying to go out there banging my chest and <laughs> going crazy. No, it, it, that this let's fucking go mentality gets me in almost a calmer state. Cause I know that's when I perform my best. So yeah, there's a fine balance between being like too pumped up and yes, your routine being calm out there and just like letting things happen. There's, there's a fine balance there, of course.
0: And I think yeah. people hate hearing so often, like if you're struggling off the tee, it's just like, why do you care so much? Just let it go. Right. And that's <laughs> easier said than done. Right. Especially if you've been struggling with a certain mess, but a way to combat that and figure that out is, do you have a target? Do you take the same amount of time behind the ball as you do? You know.
1: Yep. Yep. You, I mean. You know, I always tell even the, like the good amateur players I play with now, like or you know, I've helped a couple of college guys coming through high school get into college, and like you see them, and they're they 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 have this tendency to carry their past shots with them. Like, okay, you hit a bad one off the tee, you really have to have the skill of saying. You know, you can get pissed off for five to ten seconds, okay. But by the time you're at that next shot, you got to say to yourself, "What's in front of me?" I like to—I that's that's my cue yeah, to get me line. back in the present. What's what's my shot here? What's in front of me? And that really does work for me. But yeah, carrying past shots or with you is a recipe for disaster at all levels of golf. You guys yeah. know that.
2: Yeah, it's one yeah. of the hardest hardest things to do. It's right? hard. How, it,
1: easier said than done, of course.
2: How can I step into I just did a playing lesson with Rick Sessinghouse, who's coached Colin Morkawa for 18 years. Yeah. I hit like a really almost a hosel, like oh, like geez. 50 yards <laughs> right five iron. And he goes, What happened there? And I go, you know, I think subconsciously I was still thinking about the five iron I fanned right mm. three holes ago. You know, <laughs> sometimes it's just there. But let me ask you this, Larry. Going back to the 87, what happened in the 87? just,
1: you know, it's like a mistakes. long time, long time ago, uh, just the game wasn't there. And on a tough golf course when I believe the weather was kind of difficult, man, like all of a sudden, and maybe I was mentally immature at the time too, to maybe not fight a little harder, but boy, I, I know you guys know too, like when days when you just don't have it, you know, that's going to happen. And it just kind of snowballed into a terrible event. Um, but it's like, okay, I go from my worst event ever up to that point in my life to one of the best in a matter of two weeks. And that's all mental. That was purely mental. Right? Yeah.
0: And it's so easy, easy to get so... caught in the physical trap. Though.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Like, it's right, so... right. Exactly. And it wasn't yeah, physical. Were was you trying
2: ways. to like, were you trying to like think swing keys and technical thoughts and trying to fix stuff out there during the 87 or did you just mail it in or all the above?
1: Uh, all the above, not yeah. mailing it. I, I I want to say I've never really like played around at golf where I just mailed it in. But, you know, when it's not going your way and things are just spiraling out of control, it's tough to really stay uh, (laughs) mentally focused and, you know, grind it out. Um, So, yeah, I'm sure there were a lot of swing thoughts that day going on and a lot, way too much thinking.
2: Yeah. Well, Uh, we're going to dig into now being 37 and having a mental edge. One thing, though, that maybe we can use as a jumping-off point to that is what you're talking about is kind of reminding me of how amazing the things Tiger Woods has said over his career where when you think about, like, everyone knows Tiger Woods is so mentally tough, right? The best mental player probably ever. People were intimidated by him. But a lot of people may not know what that means. Let me give what I think it means, and then you see how much you, you know, um, identify with that as we talk okay, cool. and transition into yours. To me, every time I've heard Tiger talk about things and his toughness, it's that he gives every single shot his absolute all. He fights as if he's on the 18th hole to win a Masters or with a chance to win a Masters in every single shot. He has the back against the wall. This is the most important shot in the world. To the amateur player, it probably kind of feels like a... I've made the analogy of like a a horse race and a member guest where every shot you could be out of the tournament, right? right? It seems like he has... It's so exhausting to think about, but I think that's what he did. Do you identify with that? Is that similar to the fight back against the wall mentality you're referencing? Absolutely,
1: because you have to... Yes, your focus on each shot, you have to give it your all on each and every shot. And it's very easy if things aren't going your way to kind of maybe not, you know, maybe only you give it 60% of your full awareness, attention, and all, you know, everything. Um, obviously, Tiger was the best at that. Um, I also think Tiger, I've heard him talk about how he, when like some of his best rounds, he, he didn't really, rem- like he was just lost in the moment, right? Like being present and just really... That gives you that focus that you need to be able to execute your shots at 100%.
3: That was from episode 280, the transformational back-against-the-wall mentality. It dropped back on November 19th. And now we're moving on to the final episode for the month of November. It dropped on the 26th, episode 281, my mind-blowing breakthrough to better golf. My being Evan's mind-blowing breakthrough. And like so many other things, it doesn't matter if it's on the golf course or at the office or even at home, some of the biggest breakthroughs are often simple. And that's what Evan is stressing in this particular episode. So we're going to dive straight in and wrap things up. Episode 281, Evan's mind-blowing breakthrough to better golf.
2: I've been on a golf course many times, and we're just going to simplify it. One thing. And have a great time. I'm going to enjoy this. This is the number two ranked course in the country of public courses. Like, let's just enjoy it. I don't care what I shoot, where it goes. And this is the beauty of this, okay? I step onto the first tee. And it's three guys, two brothers and their friend that they've worked with for years. And they're laughing. They're having a great time. They've had these caddies for three days prior. So I'm just coming in. I'm the new guy, right? Yep. And... They're up at the golds. There's black, green, golds, okay. and then there's reds, right? And they go, "Oh, we're not any good, you know. We're we're just dicking around, but we're hitting from up here. You can go and play back there if you'd like." And I go, "Fuck it, let's just all play together." Like I'm like, this is a great opportunity to just. And by the way, Lynx golf, as we talked about, with wind. It's not like that makes that huge of a
0: difference. Any, so I'm anything, like, anything goes. Let's be with the and group. I'm not
2: going to go by myself.
0: And let's be honest, play a little shorter tees. Yeah. Let's right, go. Like I was actually you know? a little
2: excited about it. Like yeah. let's embrace it. So first hole, I just, I acted as if I can play. I know how to hit a golf shot. Let's just simplify things. Focus on rhythm. I hit a perfect hybrid down the middle, short par four. I stick a wedge. Love that. And I birdie the first.
0: Love guys, that.
2: The second been, hole. The guys were
0: just making birdies on the first hole.
2: What a what a feeling. Nice. And second hole, I don't remember exactly every every score and shot, but I do remember being one under through 3. And um cuz I think I birdied and bogeyed. So I yeah, I think I went birdie, bogey, birdie. And nice start. this is the aha moment that I think I was waiting for in Scotland. Remember I told you I really wanted to come back, yeah, figuring something out, figuring out my game, how to play. I saw a, this is like old stuff. Back when, before I got super into my swing and was going through all this terrible ball striking, I remember that those moments that you really focus and you take things slow you, you start to have a really good stretch. You start to get into a rhythm. Then you get a little excited. You get away from that. You get away from the thing that got you there. You start to try and make things happen. You start to think about score. You tighten up. It gets away from you. Then you come back. That's exactly what happened in Pacific Dunes. I was starting to think, oh, maybe you know, I'm playing the golds. I'm hitting it pretty good. Like Maybe what if... What if I break 80 at Pacific dunes?
0: Uh, already, you know? You know, you're, you're already thinking score on the fourth. Yeah. Hole. So you start this to get just, excited. Normal. This is normal. It's it works normal. guys. We all know it.
2: <laughs> it's impossible for you not to think it. The point of this show is to give you tools when you do think it right. You can't control thoughts. You so, just control how you respond to them.
0: So Ev, I mean, first four or five holes, this is probably the most comfortable you have felt to start a golf round in a very long time.
2: Yeah, it's not I mean, easy either. In the wind, right? It's right. Mist, it's raining off yeah. and on, and it's one of the best courses in the country. But it's not easy.
0: No, it's not easy. What's nice is you've had a little Scotland golf recently.
2: Yeah, that was actually that was nice. that was probably comforting, didn't, it didn't, calming. Right? Yeah, it didn't like. You like know, yeah, I've been,
0: I've been wearing rain gear all year. Yeah, you know? yeah, um, yeah.
2: It was. It actually made <laughs> me feel like a, a local because I was like, I don't really care if it rains. I know what it's like, so no, no problem. And I expect wind.
0: Yeah. So, like, it sounds like I mean, to start the golf round, you were just really, you're really in a good place. You, you were calm, methodical, deliberate, all the buzzwords you want to use. Your routine was was good. You were target Simple. focused. Like to me, you know, because have you t- going into the round? I think you talked about like I'm just going to be smooth, tempo, and it's like yeah, we want all that stuff. I've always felt you get smooth. You get good tempo when you have, from a physical swing perspective, when you have the smooth rhythm in your routine, right? Mm. When you're breathing, when you're thinking about yeah. your your shot, nobody else, right? When you get in that bubble, it brings out the good tempo. When you're not in your bubble, when you're not thinking about your target, when you're thinking about mechanics, you get fast, twitchy, tension-filled swings. So yeah. just a quick takeaway. And- And quick
2: reminder, you said this is the best start you've had in maybe over a year. Think about what I said to myself before the round. Like This is the power of this stuff. I'm not saying trying to convince yourself that you can play or that act as if you can play suddenly improves your handicap by five shots. But when you've been playing and rooting in anxiety, fear, embarrassment, and you can shift that energy to no, wait a second. I can hit a golf ball. Yeah. It's probably going to go all over the place, but I believe that I can. Yeah. That was something I haven't told myself in a long time. And that is the power of, of that. Even if that is to settle me down a little bit. Yeah. Right. If that's to reduce even a tiny bit of tension, that's worth it.
0: Yeah. You may have found that's uh that's a great phrase. I can, Hey, I can hit a golf ball. Hey, I can play. Mm-hmm. That might yeah, that's something you gonna And by the way, I didn't say this, sir. You're going to lean on because it's different for everybody, but it's ultimately ours the same thing.
2: I was so inspired by the group I was with. It felt like I was meant to be with them because the first hole, guess what? Three shots were hit in front of me: a top into the gorse, a snap hook into the left gorse, and a block sixty yards right of the three guys in front of me, and they all went about fifty yards. Okay, and then I go up. And I strike my hybrid down the middle and I make birdie. You know how easy it would have been seeing that block 60 yards right and start to think about my own block, right? But I didn't.
0: Let me say this. What if those three guys would have piped it down the middle 250, 260,
2: 270? Yeah, could have been different.
0: It shouldn't be. How do you, right? Well, that would have created. But I think we think the stage was a little set when they said we're playing the up tees, you know. But let's say they didn't but say what,
2: But you know what it reminded me of? These guys are at Pacific Dunes. They spent the money. They're together. They are not that good at golf uh, at all.
0: Like most, most people, just yeah. aspiring and golfers I,
2: looking up. At- I think what it did is it gave me a little bit of grace. It reminded me that, hey, this game's hard. Everybody struggles. Yeah. And there's people a lot worse than me that are having a lot better time.
0: Well, so, that's, well, that, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Like yeah, these guys who just, each of them lost the ball on the first hole are having a fun time. Yeah. They clearly have some better sense of purpose, <laughs> you know, fun than you in, in these current times. Right. right. I love that. Ev. That's a great, that's a great takeaway. And, and you're like, I should be having fun like these guys, no matter what happens.
2: I'll also give myself a little grace to say it's easy. It's easier to enjoy it if that's where you've always been. But yeah. when you've tasted the other side of it and you've been in low as a five and then you go and up to a nine and, but it doesn't even matter the handicap. Like it, it's the, it's the type of golf, right? It's the shots. It's, it's when you, the, when you when misses. you're,
0: when you're working hard, maybe harder than ever you're not seeing results and you're going backwards it's very difficult it's difficult
2: and you know we hear about it every day on the tour but i had never gone through it to this extent and i think this group gave me a little bit of a sigh and a moment of gratitude of like this is awesome like this is what the game's about and they all had amazing shots at some point throughout the day a couple of them started to really put it together towards the back but it was a really great reminder like it doesn't matter how many balls they lose? We're out here to have a great time and tell stories and get to know each other and and try and get a couple good ones. Right now, now here's the funny part. Here's uh, the light bulb. As I'm playing, I tell you, I start to switch. I let myself normal response, as we said, start to get excited. I start to focus less. You on get
0: excited sp- out there.
2: I do. I a lot of people to, do.
0: You're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. But you talk I, about this a lot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And I started to think about my score. I started to think about maybe I can string some stuff together. And then I started to make bogey, a double bogey, bogey, bogey. And you start to press. I just need to like get in the fairway again. And I go, no. Nope. Oh, I finally had a moment of awareness. And I said, oh, look at this. Look what I've done. This is a classic example of getting away from what got you there. This is what the the passengers got to do. Yep. just like me. And so I got back to my rhythm. And by the way, that's not just when I mean tempo, I was looking at videos through Scotland and my worst shots. I didn't complete the swing. They're very like stabby. Yep. I'm not really getting into my left side. I'm not finishing my turn on either side. And yeah, so if you don't
0: make a turn going back in the right side. It's gonna be hard to get to your left side, you know. Right. And then, and then quick, I'm, I wasn't then really finishing quick, my
2: swing. Just, right? a,
0: just not just not not confident, not athletic. Right. Very guidey.
2: Right. So then I was like, okay, I gotta get back to riding that tempo train, finishing my move, and just acting as if I can. And then I birdied another. Yeah. I ended up having four birdies, I think.
0: And so and then what'd you shoot this round? I think
2: I shot an eighty four. Okay. In the rain and in good. the wind. It was a good round. Shorter, but yeah. in the rain, in the wind, 84. Like
0: With a bad stretch of holes, there was a, with one bad stretch probably for five yeah. or six holes. But four I was birdies. pretty happy with that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> now, the thing that really hit home with me, I texted you immediately. I was like, wow. Look at the difference. A lot of people say, like Bernard Langer came out, came out with that quote that like, he's great. You know, the mental game isn't as important as everybody makes it out to be, you have to learn how to hit the ball, which yes, Bertella told us about the different stages, right? Unconsciously incompetent, consciously competent, unconsciously competent, I think is the goal, but obviously you need the skills, but this is a great reminder. My mental game helped four birdies happen and also four doubles on both sides of it. And I think for the first time in a while, I wasn't playing golf swing. I stuck to something simple. I wasn't in fix mode where it's so easy throughout the round to go so fast, panic mode, fix mode, that the whole round gets away from you. I finally took a moment to take a step back, appreciate my surroundings. I noticed what happens on the good ones. I noticed what I got away from for the bad ones. And I saw it all unfolding. And I was like, oh man, this is why we started the show this is why i i I love this stuff because you notice it and you get back to it and i was like this is what i got to get back to this is everything
3: episode 281 from november 26th and that will bring a close to the recap here as we sit mid-december and speaking of december a lot of great things have already dropped i'm excited to get back with you in january to do this all over again a quick reminder to give us a review at Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And like we said, go to thepartrain.com, enter your email address, and you'll be eligible for early access to merch drops from the partrain. I'm Brett the editor. I'll see you mid January. So until then, enjoy the ride, guys. We'll see you.